Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Off and running here on a Friday. Welcome in. Yeah, it is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss and Polly Howard live with you in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Huge show on tap today. Plenty of reaction to what took place in Major League Baseball yesterday. It's so good this year, and a lot to talk about, including a new divisional leader that we have. I think the National League Cy Young race is awesome. You're asking why not in the American League? We have uh, Grant Paulson on from the D.C. area and MLB Network Radio. Will the Orioles make a move? You you really are pushing for this now every single day because that's the team that you grabbed at the Blackjack draft. It's a great win yesterday. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, it was 3-1 in the seventh, and the Rays tied it, but Bautista... Shuts the door. Uh, fun game, and uh, this is this is wild with the race, this free fall, and now it's they're up three on them in the loss column. Yep, and uh, the the last hour of the show will be heavy, heavy football. Adam Chernoff with NFL bets that he likes, and Bruce Marshall has been doing this for a long, long time. He's been at what the SEC media days? Yeah, I think it, Big Twelve. Yep. And then Pac-12 today. Okay, very good. Yeah, Bruce. One thing, too, you mentioned Grant Paulson. He tweeted, best day of my life as a sports fan, non-championship, with Snyder out now. Oh, that was yesterday. Yes. The new owner was there buying everybody beers. Wow. And everyone's saying the same thing in that area. We got our franchise back. Okay, well, I told you. you, Yes, you did say this. And I know know Luke was was there, too, our producer. And he just... There's, like you said, there was like no one, no jerseys, nothing, no one walking around, no pride, no Washington fans. I'm trying to get this uh, text from Luke, uh, Luke yesterday uh-huh. where, and yeah, he, this is Luke who, who came to Las Vegas to work here on the show. 
from Washington, D.C. Uh, he said, I believe this, that it was his best day of his life. From living there for four years, I've never seen a city with less pride in an NFL franchise. No one wears the apparel or flies the flags. Insane. There you go. They're loving it today. When I went there in October, mm-hmm. I came back that week, and I said, Paul, you wouldn't believe it. I was in D.C. for four days. I Ubered and walked everywhere. And this is not an exaggeration. I did not see a single car flag. I did not see a single logo in a sports bar. I, you, I didn't see anything that said Washington Commanders in four full days of being in that area. And then I got, we came back, and it was like two days later, oh, he's selling the team. So, I mean, it was just a, it's as bad as it gets yeah. with him. Yeah. And so it is definitely a great day in and around the nation's uh, capital. Great week, certainly, with a new ownership there. Is it going to be great for the Giants in that same division this year? Or is this getting real with Saquon Barkley and some of the stuff that he's talking about? And he went on a podcast this week, and we'll let you hear it from the horse's mouth here, as Barkley basically kicked around the idea of this might be real. I might have to sit out a long, long time. This, I could say, you to the Giants. I could say, teammates and be like, you want me to show you my words? You want to show you how much, how valuable I am to the team? I won't show up. I won't play it down. And that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a play I can use. Do I, anybody knows me, knows that's not something I want to do. But like, it's something that has, it's something that crossed my mind. It's like, I never, I never thought I would ever do that. But like, now I'm in a point where it's like, Jesus, like I, I might have to take it to this level. And like, am I willing, am I prepared to take it to the level? I don't know. That's something I got to sit down and like, I got to talk to my family. I got to sit down and talk to my team. Got to really you know, strategize about this. Can't just like go off of emotions. So a lot of emotions there coming out of his mouth, obviously. One, confusion. Still doesn't know. Two, he's uh, pissed off. And I, so he's just gonna, he needs more time to think about his potential, you know, signing this year and what he's going to do. He also, for what it's worth, and I'm not really big into this, but Barkley did remove the Giants from his uh, social media bio. Yes. Yesterday. Yes. And if you really want to get nuts, he's wearing the, the that T-shirt he's wearing. It's like the reminiscent same colors of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it was the last time we had a running back sit out, which was Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. So if you really want to go down uh, that rabbit hole too, but is there any chance this backfires? What if they don't miss him, or they don't miss him as much as well, they think? I mean, that's it could backfire. Uh, but the you know this is juicy now with him and, and Jacobs too because the Jacobs and Raiders aren't even close and the no. reports are he's not going to sign that tender. Right. So the Jacobs story goes like this. Well, at least the Giants were talking to Barkley's camp before this week, right? There was a discussion. Evidently, according to reports, the Raiders never even had a discussion with Josh Jacobs. And then Jacobs, the poor guy, again, keep in mind, I think it was high school slash college. He's sleeping in and out of his car. So it seems like he's going to want to make as much money as possible, clearly, and not want to skip a paycheck. He was waiting in the park, waiting in the parking lot in his car with Max Crosby yeah. on franchise tag day this week, hoping to get the call saying, "No, we're going to we're going to sign you," and he never did. Yeah, I understand that, but also it's if you you don't know how to handicap if a guy's going to uh, take a stand and his tweet about I'm doing this for the next guy's coming up too. Right. Uh, doing this for the entire position. So this really could get wonky here, how this plays out with both guys. And, and what are your thoughts? What do you think Barkley does? Because he, he said, I don't want to do this, but this is the trump card I can play. That, that's why I'm actually, I'm kind of buying into it a little bit. When he points yeah. out, if anybody, you talk to anybody that knows me, they will tell you that I'm not this person. But 
I'm at this point now where I have to reevaluate everything and actually consider if this is the best move for me. Here's another thing that we don't get, and we brought this up briefly yesterday, is that for a team like the Giants, in a very quarterback-heavy draft that year, for yeah. them to select Saquon Barkley, and I know he's had some injuries, but when the guy has played, he's absolutely elite. So when, he, when it comes to a second contract, you're going to be like, nah, we're good, we're going to move on. Why take a running back in the second spot overall in the draft then? Yes. Because if the guy turns out to be that good, I'll just say like a, maybe a potential future Hall of Famer, you're going to say, nah, we're going to pass on this? Well, that's idiotic. Well, the other thing to look at too is if they're, not, if they're going to sit this out, and let's say even if they sign the tender, I mean, what are they going to have? Are they going to be at, what's the conditioning week one? I mean, there's shape and then there's football shape. Well, I, I mean, I, you're not, you're telling me if you're going to miss everything and then come in last second, they're not going to give you the ball 25 times week one, both guys. Come yeah, on. Yeah. And that's, and again, as we've talked about yesterday, uh, there's nothing behind Jacobs in Las Vegas. So, you know, good it's, luck. It's very, very thin. And behind Barkley, it's, again, Matt Breida is currently the number two. Eric Gray is the third running back on the depth chart, followed by Gary Brightwell. So there is a chance, though, where, and, and Barkley is, I think Barkley will stay in shape in the offseason because it feels like he's, a, didn't he have, like, the quads the size of tree trunks when he was at Penn State? Like, that dude doesn't miss a day at the gym, I don't think. Yeah. So I think he'll be okay there. Jacobs, I don't, I'm not so sure about. But um, we did, we had, and thankfully, on Twitter, somebody pointed it out this week to remind us, now, remember when, when Carolina traded McCaffrey last year, the team actually did get better, and that was in the running game. Sure. And overall, when they got better as a team, were winning games and had a chance in the final week to actually win the division. Yeah, no one's no one expected that, right? Again, this is where this, this could backfire on, on Barkley, right. maybe. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Wild interview, though, too. Yeah, it was. So, um, they're, they're talking a lot. Jacob's tweeting a lot. So, this is getting really juicy. And you have to you'd have to be concerned with the – if you're in both organizations about what could happen. This is real. What do you make of the National League side young race after yesterday's performances by Gallen and Strider? It's wide open. And it, but it's still a solid performance out of Blake Snell. He just had issues with the walks. But he just he got out of there and only gave up one run. You know, it's crazy. So that really helped. I mean, that was it's, that's one nothing in the seventh inning in Atlanta, and it's home run derby. Yep. And Strider striking everybody out. And then uh, incredible comeback by the Braves and – and that turned into a, a slugfest after what happened. But you know, this thing's American League too, uh, wide open. But this and and then you thought, okay, right, that's baseball. Mats has been awful this year. Stroman got lit up, and uh, the Cardinals went six in a row, and they clubbed Stroman and the Cubs. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's wide open. And I'll tell you this too: while that was going on with with Strider, Snell, and um, uh, Gallon, uh, Gallon, what about Burns? That's another great start by Burns. Yeah, I kicked that around last night with a buddy of mine. I'm like, do we need to add Burns to the old portfolio? He won it two years ago. The guy, you asked the question yesterday, is he fully back? I think it was, what, he had three straight really good starts. Right. So add all of those into what happened yesterday. And tell you what, um, the Brewers are a team that not a single human being has talked about nationally. Are they sneaky good in the National League? I, I would say potentially because they're going to be getting, Brent, in theory, they'll get Brandon Woodruff back at some point who I bet him to win the Cy Young before the season started, got hurt immediately, so that's a dead ticket. But I think coming into this year, there's a lot of hype with him, rightfully so. Well, I mean, Atlanta's a freight train. Yes, they are. Uh, The thing thing about the Dodgers, these playoffs could be nuts in terms of scoring because the Dodgers don't have starting pitching, but the Dodgers can rake. Yes, they can. Atlanta, I mean, do you trust these guys in October? They're getting freed back, but it's certainly this Atlanta offense is ridiculous. Uh, Uh, But can you you hold Atlanta and the Dodgers offense – 
in check. Yep. I don't know, but that's certainly uh, going to be fun to watch and to see how this plays out. But I do like my—I love Milwaukee to bet that to win that division. Uh, me too. I um, I do like what you brought up there about Snell because it was startling that he actually only allowed one run. You know, he lowered his ERA yesterday, which when you—if you were following the game at all or watching it. He put 12 guys on base in five innings. I mean, it's seven walks. I don't know how we got and out kept, of that. Kept getting out of it. Kept yeah. surviving. Uh-huh. And and I tweeted this out as well after um, the Braves-Diamondbacks game. I said, what if the Braves would have pulled Strider after the sixth when he had not allowed a single run and had 13 strikeouts? And then he comes back in for the seventh yeah, and he gives point. up the four runs. I mean, I think he'd be closer to even money today. But basically what happened is after yesterday – Gallon, Strider, Snell, Snade, one, two, three, and I think that's probably the right move. I think that, you know, not much movement after one day involving those three pitchers. But look at Logan Webb now. He's down to seven to one to win the uh, National League Cy Young. And your guy, Steele, mm-hmm. is 19 to one for the Cubs. Yep. He's been great. Yep. No doubt about it. All right, it's so follow the money here on Visa. And you also brought up Batista before the yep. show started. Why not? Did it again. I know. If all these guys are going to get lit up or have a bad month, and then this guy's been aces, right? Yep. So win loses up next. Unders are off to a hot start at the Women's World Cup. Oh, Paulie yeah. with the details here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk, relatable stories, and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done from the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. 
a brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Download the DraftKings app today. New customers can bet $5, get $150 in bonuses instantly. Use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Full terms and conditions. We welcome in Grant Paulson, 106.7 The Fan in D.C., MLB Network Radio as well. And uh, what a day it was to be on yesterday in the D.C. area. I'm trying to you, – you were phenomenal on Twitter. I'm sure it was madness there. With what with the press conference and Harris taking over, but if I have this correct, you tweeted it was the best day you've had uh, for a sports fan. Non championship is that the best way to say it? I think that's the perfect way to say it. Yeah, in 2018, the Capitals won the Cup, and in 2019, the Nats won the World Series. So, you know, it's hard to compare something where there's no on-field success to that, or to parades where uh, everybody's you know celebrating and being merry over. A title run. Having said that, I would even stack yesterday up with those parade days in this town. You know, people that, that haven't lived here may not get it, but this is a football-first, football-starved, football-crazy city. And over 24 years of Dan Snyder running the then Redskins and now Commanders, I mean, he has driven this proverbial car into the wall here over and over and over again. And a lot of people have stopped caring. There's an apathy that's set in. There's thousands of people that stopped going to games. They've gone from number one to dead last in attendance. Mm. There's a lot of people that have just decided they aren't buying merch or spending on anything anymore that could have put money in his pocket. And a lot of those people are going to come back. And it kind of started with some parties we threw around the city yesterday. And we had, well, a couple thousand people come out to a radio party we had at a big, uh, you know, wide open venue outside of Nationals Park. It was just an incredible, overwhelming, Really fun day. And real quick, I'll be succinct, but to your point, we're live on the air about 45 minutes after Josh Harris buys the team, and he calls in like a caller to our radio show to buy everyone at both of our parties in the city of beer uh, who was there at that moment. So not a bad way to start uh, endearing yourself Mm -hmm. to the fan base. Uh, That's that's great insight there, Grant. And I will bring this up. I, I said this earlier today on this show. I, I was in D.C. last October, loved the city, amazing spot, but in the four days I was there, you know, taking Ubers and walking around the whole time, this is no exaggeration to, to your point, I never saw a sign, a logo, sports bar, anything saying, come in, watch the commanders here. So they're going to go from that state of apathy to this now, what happened yesterday, and the entire region is fired up. There's six-point favorites in week one against the Cardinals, who are projected to be the worst team in football. They're going to go from that to what I can imagine in my head is going to be an unbelievable home field edge for this team in week one, don't you think? Yeah, so we were talking about this yesterday. I actually think they're going to sell out at home 
uh, with home fans for the first time in a long time. It's very rare that they even get close to selling out anymore. As I said, they're last in attendance on average over the last two years. Having said that, that's with being buoyed by their stadium being overrun by visiting fans. Mm -hmm. So if you're a fan of the Commanders, you're sitting – there's like two sides of the stadium. It's like a neutral side college football game. You know, people refer to the visitor's side of the field as like that's where the visitors sit. Well, that's not how NFL stadiums are supposed to work. So I say all that to tell you that, yes, I fully believe not only will it be sold out, uh, but on top of that, it's actually going to be all Commanders fans, which is abnormal. And they got a really good chance, and they should, as you said, beat the Cardinals. That's a terrible team. I don't think Washington's going to be a double-digit win team or anything like that. I think they'll be in the mix, possibly. They'll go over their projected win total, which is in some places six and a half, you know, seven wins, something like that. But they're going to beat Arizona in week one because Arizona's terrible. Will there be another name change? That is the $6 billion question today after they bought the team for that much. It's what everybody wants to know. I've been saying no for two reasons. One, I just think it's hard to change the name so many times in a short period. Remember, they went from Redskins to two years for Washington football team. Then last year was the first year of Commander. So you're really going to have basically four names in six years or whatever it is. It seems silly. But people here do not like the name Commanders. They don't like some of the color changes they made. I mean, it did not go over well. Uh, there have been polls, just so you guys know, outside of D.C., where as many as 77% of fans want the name changed again. Oh. So I think it's on the table. Magic Johnson said today on the Today Show that it's a possibility. Don Van Nata of ESPN reported yesterday that he talked to someone who has spoken to Josh Harris who thinks he may want to change it after the year. And I'll tell you right now, the beer was nice. But if he changes the name, he'll be a conquering hero. Wow. Very good. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa and the Esports Betting Network. Grant Paulson, our guest. Follow him on Twitter, 1067 The Fan in DC. The Orioles won again. And now a three game lead in the loss column over the Rays. And they don't have an ace. It's a great story with the second lowest payroll in baseball and what they're able to do in so many prospects, and they're so young. Haven't made the playoffs since 2016. Are they going to go for it? Do you expect them to make moves at the deadline? I think they're going to make probably middling moves. I think they're going to get a little bit better with a couple of smaller moves probably. I don't see them going and getting a star. Uh, I think the biggest move they could make, and, and that is realistic or likely, would be to add an anchor to the rotation. And it's a light starting pitching prop, you know, who, who we talked about throughout the, the uh, trade period. Guys like, uh, Jack Flaherty and Lucas Giolito, and the names have kind of changed as guys are healthy or not healthy. But, you know, that top of the starting pitcher tier, I think, is in play for them. Frankly, it's what they should be doing. They're loaded in the minor leagues still, despite having called up some of the best young players in baseball one at a time for the last calendar year, essentially. Uh, they're going to be the first team in the history of baseball to start a season three straight years with a different number one prospect. Uh, overall, with Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, and now Jackson Holiday, who I just went and watched in the Futures game and have seen here in Bowie, Maryland a bunch. I mean, he is special. Uh, but I think they're going to make a couple of smaller moves, kind of cosmetic, and people will, will be a little disappointed. Uh-huh. But I think you know they're going to view whether it was Jordan Westbrook coming to the big leagues or getting Grayson Rodriguez back in the show after a great run in AAA after he got sent back down as kind of shots in the arm as well and part of their reinforcements for the second half here. 
Am I wrong? What what's changed here? We can straighten us out too with ownership, but they they used to spend money, right? What, what's what's Angelo's deal? It's a great question. Uh, more often than not, I would say no, they didn't spend money. I mean, there have been a couple of fleeting times in his existence I can remember. You know, there was an off season where they went and got Will Clark and Albert Bell. I think in around 1998, but by and large, they haven't really. There have been you know, some contracts like you know, guys that kind of got in their good graces or that they really fell in love with, like Chris Davis that they gave out, uh, that there was one pretty meaningful deal to Uvaldo Jimenez in the front of their rotation a handful of years ago. But I think right now, uh, Mike Elias is a very measured, he and, and Sigma Dow will run the front office with him. I think those guys kind of have a bigger picture plan, a la, you know, when they were running the Houston Astros with Jeff Luno. And they still view it as kind of a year ahead of schedule. Remember, last year, they probably could have made the playoffs or at least competed into the final week. Right. And they sold. And everyone was livid. And I loved it. I thought it was the right thing to do. They went and made a couple moves. One of the guys they got is Yanir Cano, who's a lights-out setup man who's unbelievable for them this season and was an all-star. And it was the right thing to do. Now, I personally would be more aggressive this season because they're actually really good. I mean, look at, as you just said, they're in the AL East with the Rays. They now all of a sudden look like they got a chance to win that division. I mean, this doesn't happen very often. So no. at some point, you got to readjust the eye line and really go for it. And I think they'll do that more than they did last year. I just, you know, you hear them link to guys like Shohei Otani or some of these superstars. And I just don't think they're going to swim in those waters yet. Yeah, that's what I wanted to close this conversation with, Grant. We're talking to Grant Paulson from 1067 The Fan in D.C. and also MLB Network Radio. We talked about Ken Rosenthal's story in The Athletic. Yesterday, we have like a minute left, so I apologize for that. But um, put a number on that. Put a number like on the odds that you would make it on the Orioles to, to pick up the phone and call the Angels about Otani. Yeah, I mean, it's a plus number. I mean, they'd be an underdog to do that. I would say from a easier way to do it is I would say there's a, you know, a 10% chance that they might call, but to actually get that deal done. Right. They're one of the few teams that has the prospects to do it. I just, you, you mentioned the key word, which is ownership. I mean, this is not a group that has greenlit things like that. And unless Peter Angelos, who's up there in age, decides, hey, I want one last ride to try to go get myself a World Series here, it would just be stunning. It would break type. It's the opposite of, of the kind of things that they've done for a long time. And they built this thing up, guys, by hoarding and, and not giving up those elite-level prospects. I know it's a rental, but you're trading an ace and one of the best bats in the game in the same deal for – Otani, so I think you want kind of like a Scherzer Turner return, which was two top fifty prospects and Kbert mm-hmm. Ruiz as a catcher and Josiah Gray as a starter. So uh, they have not been the type of team that shows willing to do that. And because they don't spend, they, they need those prospects as you've seen this year to, to win the types of games that they do. You can catch Grant on one hundred six seven The Fan in Washington D.C. and also with MLB Network Radio. Follow him on Twitter. He is at Grant H Paulson with an E. Grant, pleasure today. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you, guys. My pleasure. See you. Be good. 10% chance to pick up the phone. That seems about fair. Just to have the conversation. That might be a little bit light, actually, but then to actually, you know. Okay. Uh, in pocket next. And film. And you wait until you hear what Richard Roper wrote about this movie, calling it the best of the century. And you can bet on this. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. 
Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. We have a lot of football. In fact, it's the full hour, a full hour here of football starting right now. Uh, Adam Chernoff is going to join us in about five seconds. Bruce Marshall is going to be on the show in about 30 minutes. He's yeah. been traveling around SEC Media Days. We'll do Pac-12, maybe some Big 12 with him as well. But a longtime friend of the show, great NFL handicapper, um, follow him on Twitter. He's at Adam Chernoff as well and the Simple Handicap Podcast. Good morning, pal. How you been? I'm doing very well. We're 13 days away. But before we go, I just got to ask, what, did I just five minutes ago hear Paulie compare himself to Matt Damon? Was that how that Absolutely. that's how it came off to me? Was that realistic? Of yeah. course. And I think I should be paid as much, too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's... Hey, hey, you know, you don't know what I'm capable of. No, I do. Forgive me. I'm well you aware. Get 30 you got to let me finish. Think it's possible. We never know here. Well, no, you give me thirty takes. Adam, I mean, you never. Adam, I have to deal with the guy in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, full time how... job. <laughs> it's, job. It's a second full time job, is what it is. <laughs> babysitting this guy. Uh, babysitting. Oh man, how did we get here? How did we get here? <laughs> well, he was listening. He paid attention <laughs> five minutes ago. Let's start with it the was Chiefs. a bold claim, but I'll I'll support I'll support part of it, but not the whole way. Okay, okay. thank you. Right. You made me halfway. All right. So this <laughs> week we you know doing daily previews and weekly previews. It was the AFC West. We started off on Monday with the Chiefs and did a little bit more on that division today. Uh, Paulie, of course, he likes him a lot to win the division. I like mm-hmm. some of the exactts that you can bet. What is your approach to uh, betting? What have you done so far with KC? Um, nothing specifically there yet, but okay. I think that with Kansas City, uh, we get one of the craziest offseason stats that needs to be maybe talked about a little more that really frames where they are within the league right now. And so Kansas City Sports Network had a tweet about two weeks ago, and it showed quarterbacks win-loss record when their opponent scores 28 points or more. And so it listed off a bunch of names, but just to rattle a few off here, Josh Allen, 5-10. and 10. Lamar Jackson, four and ten. Justin Herbert, five and sixteen. Joe Burrow, two and eight. And if you want more historical context, Rogers, 17 and 46. Brady, 20 and 33. And then there was a space and it showed Mahomes at the bottom, 17 and 13. Wow. So we think about the difference here, right? Patrick Mahomes is as good of a quarterback as we've seen in our lifetime. Now he finally has a defense that's going to be above average. So he's 17 and 13 doing things quarterbacks couldn't do when he's giving up 28 points on the other side. This defense for Kansas City going into 2023, not only is it the highest projected defense at all positional rankings preseason that he's ever had, but I think it can be a lot better than that. I think the Chiefs can really have a top 12 defense. And we've never seen Mahomes have anything close to that. And so you're trying to look at this time in the preseason for teams. How do they get better? Where do they improve? Is the possible improvement legitimate? And with Kansas City, I think because of that defense, we're going to see them be as good as they've ever been. So um, could only look one way with Kansas City, but it's going to be a, a very good season for them in 2023. I agree. I, I just think fifty to win the division is a great bet as well. And they've done it seven years in a row. Week one to open the season, that Thursday night game, they host Detroit. And I th- I'm, I'm coming around about, you know, we got to calm down, I think, a little bit on this Detroit hype. While it was a great story last year, now how do you deal with expectations? I'm not an Aaron Glenn fan. I'm concerned about the defense, and I was listening to your podcast. You have a staggering st- – I was I was shocked by it. 
the stat that you have on Detroit last year. What are your thoughts on the Lions? Yeah, so again, we what I'm talking about when you're sort of looking in, in the season ahead, where can a team get better? Where are they likely to get worse? If we put Detroit into context, last year, EPA per play, they finished sixth on offense and 31st on defense. We'll focus on the offense for one second. You think about the pieces there, Jared Goff, St. Brown, a really good offensive line. They finished sixth, and everybody's calling for improvement again this season. To get this team higher than sixth is a significant leap where you're putting the Lions and Goff among the best in the NFL. Last season, they were trailing for 65% of their offensive snaps. We know that when teams are playing catch up and playing from behind, offenses tend to be a little bit more explosive. They're taking more chances. The schedule this year for Detroit gets a lot more difficult in terms of opposing defenses that they're going to face. So when I think about them finishing sixth last year, there's just so little room to go up. Things are going to get more difficult if they're more competitive. Games are going to be tighter. It's going to be a different state for what the offense is facing. Sure, the defense is going to get a little bit better. Tough to be worse than 31st, especially when you add some improvements within the secondary for the Lions. But again, if if we're saying the Lions defense takes an enormous leap, right? Let's say they jump from 31st to, say, 15th. Well, Kansas City has been a top three offense with a defense 15 to 22 for the last four seasons. And Mahomes, like I just said, has got them by. So now if you're putting the Lions in that same category, a top three offense, an average defense, like are you telling me that they're going to get the same out of this roster with Jared Goff at quarterback? Everyone wants improvement for the Lions, but uh, like you look last year, everything broke their way. They played as well as they could. They got a ton out of this team. They got nine wins. Now it gets more difficult. I'm just, uh, I'm not there on the improvement for the Lions everyone else sees. Okay, how about Mm. in that division? Let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, the great Adam Shirtoff, talking some NFL here today. Uh, Justin Fields came out, the quarterback of the Bears, and basically said, yeah, I can throw for 4,000 yards this year. Do you see any scenario where that's going to happen? Believe it or not, no quarterback in the history of the Chicago Bears ever ever thrown for 4,000 yards. So if Fields does it, he's going to be the first. It'll be an interesting thing because it's it's really all comes down to mindset and decision-making. He's got the arm strength to make any throw happen. But last year, a big stat that jumps out, he had an aggression percentage of 9%. That was the lowest in the league. And what that stat represents is passes to receivers where the nearest defender is within one yard or less. So he was throwing to more open wide receivers by choice than any other quarterback in the league. However, when you look at his catchable pass percentage, he was 45th of quarterbacks last year. So not only was he throwing to open quarterbacks, but his catchable ball rate was 45th. There's only 32 starters, not very good. So is he gonna be more willing to put the ball into tighter windows now that DJ Moore is there? Maybe it opens up some more space for these guys. We'll see, but it's gonna be a case where he has to get the ball out a lot quicker. He has to be willing to put it into tighter windows. If he does both of those things, a lot of upside for the offense. We'll see very early in the season if he does. Uh, But so far in what we've seen from him, he's a very reluctant passer anytime the nearest defender is really tight on his receivers. We both are high on two uh, new coordinators uh, in some new spots. Uh, Kellen Moore going to the Chargers. I think Herbert has a big year, and they're going to take shots down the field. 
And it's also the upgrade, what they were dealing with Lombardi. I mean, he had a quote last year, I want to be in third and manageable. What? (laughs) You were at the bottom in in third down uh, rate as well, how bad the Chargers were. But what do you think the type of year that Herbert has, and what do you expect out of him from a numbers standpoint? And as you've talked about on your podcast, uh, and Allen has made the comments, how Moore wants to take shots down the field. So everything offseason OTAs has been Kellen Moore and offense receivers, Herbert, anybody. They're saying we're going to be going deep. We're going to be going deep a lot more often. We're going to be taking shots downfield. This is what Moore wants. This is what Herbert wants. Like you mentioned with Lombardi, Polly, last year, believe it or not, Justin Herbert with this incredible arm strength, he was 32nd, dead last, in intended air yards per pass attempt. No quarterback through it shorter downfield on average per throw than Justin Herbert. That is absolutely 100% going to change in 2023. I think realistically we'll see Herbert above eight intended air yards per throw. That'll put him in a, in a top 10 rate. That's not uncommon for more in his offenses. And so everything's going to be more deep downfield. What I think might be an interesting look, you can find Justin Herbert most interceptions at 30 to one in the league this season. Mm. I don't think it's going to be a bad season, but I think just with him throwing so much deeper downfield, the Chargers being in so many competitive games, the really difficult schedule, uh, 15, 16 interceptions, not out of the realm of possibilities here. And at 30 to one, considering this extreme scheme change, I think he's definitely in play for that award, especially at that price. It's a big number. Okay, excellent. Let's shop around for that uh, this morning. So one more thing in this segment before we get, uh, we'll hang on to that. We'll hang on to your cornerstone offensive player of the year in like 90 seconds here. Uh, Rookie of the year. Are you looking at uh, Zay Flowers for Baltimore? Uh, What's interesting to me with Zay Flowers more so than rookie of the year is the receiving yards leader for rookies. He's at six to one this morning. Okay. Um, Okay. That puts him third on the odds board. Uh, Smith and Jigba's number one, but Flowers at six to one. Uh, Lamar Jackson said he wants to throw for 6,000 yards. It's the offseason of quarterbacks <laughs> making crazy claims that are way off of their career baselines. But with Todd Munkin coming in to run the Ravens offense, you Love don't it. have to look far to find out all the changes. It's going to be a lot more passing, going to be a lot more space, a lot more focus on explosive plays. But not only has Flowers been working with Lamar in Florida on the side beyond practices and OTAs, on a daily basis, but now you're starting to hear guys from the team say flowers is not only the number one wide receiver on the team, but the number one wide receiver on the team by a long mile. Yes. And that's with OBJ coming in. Uh, flowers is going to have a really big year. He can be very explosive. He's a perfect fit within this monk and offense for his skill set, what Lamar wants in a wide receiver. And so seeing him at six to one and considering how much he's going to be featured within this offense, I think that's a nice look to be the rookie receiving yards leader in 2023. All right, up next, more with Adam Chernoff. And follow him on Twitter. He is at Adam Chernoff. His podcast is called The Simple Handicap. He has thoughts on a star receiver and how to approach his betting markets this year. And again, he'll tell you who the cornerstone player should be in his offensive player of the year portfolio next. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk, relatable stories, and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done from the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to get in all the fantasy action but sick of managing your roster? Sick of injuries ruining your season? With Best Ball on DraftKings, you get the best of your team all season long. Best Ball on DraftKings, bigger than ever. $10 million in guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs. For a limited time, you can join DraftKings' largest best ball contest ever. Get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars as soon as the draft is finished. Act now before this offer expires. To start playing best ball, download the app. With DraftKings, use the code FOLLOW. Enter the DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest. Snake draft your team for the season. You'll rack up points from all your top scores. No ads, drops, trades, or I should have played them. Teams with the most points by the end of the season will have a shot to take home the $1 million top prize. Head to the DraftKings app. Use code FOLLOW to start playing best ball. $10 million best ball tournament. You'll get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars. Only on DraftKings with code FOLLOW. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. One per customer. Opt-in required. $10 entry fee. Bonus issued as DK $10. DK DollarsDraftKings.com slash promotions. 
for details. Our old friend Bruce Marshall joins us now at Bruce A. Marshall on Twitter, CBS Sportsline, VegasInsider.com. He was at SEC Media Days. He joins us now. How you been, friend? Pretty good, Paulie. I can't believe we're already uh, bumping up to a new football season. Yes. So, uh, yeah, SEC Media Days, Nashville this year. First time they had it in Nashville. It was pretty good. Yes, and then they go to Dallas as well. Are you buying the LSU hype? I, to a certain extent, I, I, I am because I think, you know, Brian Kelly, though, it, he's not maybe the most most sizzle of coaches, but I, I think he's got something the way he organizes everything. And uh, he's the CEO coach, and it was just a much better organized LSU last year. They had that slip against Texas A&M at the end of the year that was sort of inexplicable. And so they sort of bookended the season with those uh, two losses and the one to Tennessee in the middle. But uh, I, I think so. I like Jaden Daniels a lot. I think he's a real playmaker. Um, the schedule, we'll see. I think a lot of it, if they're going to clear the season win total, they're going to have to probably beat Florida State in the opener, which they couldn't do last year. They are not playing them in Tallahassee, though. It is in Orlando. So that's actually the most interesting game, I think, opening weekend. Uh, that'll be the Sunday game on uh, September 3, mm-hmm. uh, FSU and LSU. Okay, so they also play at Alabama after the bye on November 4th. They always play that first weekend of November, And when you look and compare this team to the Crimson Tide, and I've seen so many people making the case, and a lot of hype, obviously, behind the Tigers this year. I get it. But if you were going to go and flip it with Alabama and tell me about the biggest weakness on the team, is there anything outside of the unknown at quarterback? Or is that basically it? Because it's Saban, and he does this every single year with this, you know, tons of awesome recruits. Well, there's two things, uh, Mitch. Yeah, I mean, the quarterback is big there. I mean, you're going from a Heisman winner uh, to... Uh, some unknowns are, well, sort of, I mean, you got the transfer in from Notre Dame mm-hmm. and, and Milrow did not, I mean, he was a little bit skittish last year, but there's also been some staff changes there, you know, and, and I think there's been a, a, there's been a lot of that in recent years at Alabama. And there were some things about a couple of those games last year. I thought something just wasn't quite right. They really shouldn't have lost that Tennessee game. Um, and they probably shouldn't have lost the LSU game uh, either. New coordinators both ways. Tommy Reese comes in from Notre Dame to coordinate the offense. He's an up-and-comer, but still change there. Kevin Steele comes back into the program to coordinate the defense. Pete Golden moved out to Mississippi after last year. There's been so much turnover in the coordinator spots, and in in Saban's case, it's usually these guys going to be head coaches elsewhere, though it wasn't the case uh, with those the two guys last year with O'Brien and and Golden moving on elsewhere. But I I think that that's sort of impacting Alabama negatively a little bit. And it's just so many staff changes. And that's, I just want to see how the games are managed because a couple of times last year, the games just didn't seem to be managed as well as they were before in the Saban era. Mm-hmm. Very good. How about some win totals? And I want to start with Texas A&M. And it was big news there that Petrino is now the offensive coordinator. And it was the disaster last year with the Aggies from an offensive standpoint. They returned just about in everybody. What do you think of their win total at that seven and a half range? I don't think they're going to get there. I think there was something, there's something more going on there. And the Jimbo, I mean, he's got a job as an auctioneer if he wants to leave coaching. I mean, never has a coach said, said more words and said less than, than Jimbo. Yes, yes. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we tried to pay him down to talk about Bob Petrino. He's going to be called to play for Texas A&M this year, but he wouldn't really say that. I mean, he sort of said, yeah, Bobby's brought in to call the plays, but he didn't quite rule himself out from doing it. And I think there's going to be a real, uh, real, uh, you know, chance. Jimbo, by nature, wants to take the wheel of the offense. I want to see how this works out 
with with Petrino, and you know he pulled him out of UNLV because uh, Barry Odom had hired Petrino, late hire. I, I'm that offense was so broken last year, and uh, I think there's more problems at A and M than people realize. And uh, game two at Miami, sort of an interesting one. I mean, they could come out of the gate. Uh, they're going to have to come out of the gate three and zero. I think to have a chance to clear that number. Uh, and the first S and C game is Auburn, which they might be able to win, but they have, they could also come out, you know, two and two the first four, and that's going the wrong way. I'm looking under with AM. Uh, uh Lane Kiffin, the Aston Kutcher of college football. Uh, you look at the resume; it's like what? And he keeps getting these paydays and these jobs. But he made some waves with his comments about the portal and NIL. But uh, your thoughts on Old Miss and their win total at seven and a half? Well, somebody should have handed him a, a hairbrush before he came yesterday. That would have been that would have been yes. nice if he would have combed his hair if he showed up. I'm a little skeptical here on on, on Ole Miss, so I don't have a real strong feeling on the win total. A little bit to the under, probably. I think because last year he took advantage of a very favorable schedule the first half of the season, right. and he got high there in the rankings into the top ten, and it all started to fall apart after the LSU game. He's brought in, you know, I mean, Spencer Sanders comes in from Oklahoma State, but Dart is already there. They, this is a running team now, and and actually that was the one thing. Uh, Kiffin, a, a a Norm Chow disciple. Norm Chow's offense has always ran the ball better than people thought. I mean, it was it was they sort of kept you off balance all the time, and he is a great play caller there. But I don't know about this defense that fell apart down the stretch last year. They might lose two games in September. They got to go two down to New Orleans to play Tulane. And they got to go to Bama. That's early this year. Then they get LSU September 30th. They could come out of September two and three, and then uh, I don't think they're going to get over that seven and a half wins. All right, very good. Uh, how about what do you do with Mississippi State and the sad story with the loss of, of uh, Leach and, and how they bounce back and with the new coach? What do you expect out of out of Miss State? You know, uh, I I actually think they might be okay. Um, they played the ball. Zach Arnett was their defensive coordinator last year, took over the bowl game, very emotional. They beat Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving forward, though, I mean, he was a guy who was on head coaching radar. He's got Rocky Long uh, credentials because he worked under Rocky for a long time at New Mexico and San Diego State. Defense is going to be sound. They say they're not going full air raid this year. Uh, they're going to try to balance things out a little bit more with, uh, with Will Rogers. Here's the, the sneaky good portal ad. And I, and I asked Coach Arnett about it in Nashville the other day. Mike Wright was Vanderbilt's quarterback for part of last year. And I thought the reason Vanderbilt won four of their games last year, he is such a dynamic game-breaker with the way he can run. Uh, but I don't know that he's going to unseat Rodgers, but Arnett said, look, there's a lot of ways we can use Wright. He's the fastest guy on our team, and he's a great change of pace of quarterback. He said, yeah. We're looking to use him. I think he's a secret weapon for them, and uh, we'll, we'll see. They get LSU and Alabama both at home in the first month. I'm not sure they're going to beat either, but a lot of these teams are at 6.5 wins in the SEC, and this is one I think is going to clear 6.5. Okay. okay, so there you go. To recap, in the mm-hmm. SEC, Miss State over 6, A&M under 8.5, Ole Miss under 7.5. We're talking to Bruce Marshall. He is with uh, CBS Sportsline, a Vegas insider, uh, we'll have you stick around for one more segment. We'll get into the Pac-12 and maybe a little bit of Big 12 if we have time. Just wanted to run this by you. We do have some uh, breaking news this morning. As uh, Tony Bennett, 96 years old, longtime entertainer, unbelievable chops, passed away at 96. Any memories, Bruce, of uh, growing up and listening to Tony Bennett? 
from when I was youngest. I mean, I, one of the, the, the uh, left my heart in San Francisco, I think was early sixties. And I remember him singing that song on TV and uh, yeah, I mean, for my entire life, I remember Tony Bennett. So yeah, very sad day. Yeah, absolute legend. No question about it. So uh, we'll continue with Bruce Mar- Marshall coming up next. Now, I've made a couple of bets in the Pac-12. Have mm-hmm. you had anything in that conference yet, Paulie? Uh, trying to think. I did play USC under 10. And I think uh, I did something with Washington. I'll have to look. Okay, yeah, because I, I played remember. Washington to win the Pac-12. Yeah. And... I'm very. I'm almost too high on Washington, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. And we'll get. We'll we'll find out what Bruce likes with the Huskies as well coming up because I can't wait to see like the preseason rankings. And we knew this at the end of last year when everybody was going to come back and Penix just popped and he was spectacular. Yeah. And the schedule actually, I've. Uh, I think it's a little bit more difficult today than I thought maybe like a month or so ago when I bet that to win the uh, conference and also uh, to go over the win total as well. But there's a lot to like with Washington. I think there's a ton to like in the Pac-12. I think it's a really good conference this year. So we'll continue up next with Bruce Marshall. He's been in this racket for a long, long time. We'll get his best bets and find out what he thinks about Washington and the Huskies. And some a lot of hype on Oregon State this year. Oh, yes. Look at their win total. It's like 8 over minus 140 now. We'll ask Bruce about all that coming up here on Follow the Money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.